Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast, bonus edition, brought to you by Belly Up, Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy, and with me as always, he is the main event collector and the WCW watcher of classic wrestling. He's the Lex Luger to my Barry Windham. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? What's up? See, it's so simple this week, because <laughs> he doesn't really do or say anything. I can't pose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Luger must pose, pal. <laughs> uh, that should have been a thing. <laughs> it um, was. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> his, uh, his, one of his things, go back, I mean, I would encourage this, but go back and watch the Finger Poker Doom when he turns on um, Goldberg. He's scaring off the NWO by doing his pose and yelling. Yeah. <laughs> go back and watch it, everybody. Well, you'll see it. When he's getting ready to turn on Goldberg, he's scaring out of the ring by putting his arms out and going, <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Well, and in his matches, it's Luger must shout. Yep. Yeah, if anybody well, doesn't Luger know what we're a, talking about. Uh, Luger has a steel forearm and he must shout. There you go. He's got two things. So don't forget that. Yeah, right. He poses. <laughs> he's got a steel forearm. Uh, you know, all that. So there you go. But anyway, today we're going all the way back to the Wayback Machine to 1988. Ooh, way back. And we're going to be talking about Clash of the Champions one, the very first ever Clash of the Champions under the NWA banner. This was the show that ran head to head with WrestleMania four. Which obviously, better. yeah, WrestleMania four was on pay per view, obviously, and this was a, no, back then it was a pay per view. <laughs> now, I understand them changing the name now. <laughs> I laugh about it, but I, I mean, they are on pay per view, but that's not their main. Are they? I don't think they all sort. are. Last I had heard, they still ran. Uh, I mean, they might have cut it off. I don't know. I think UFC cut it off. I think you have to go to ESPN Plus now. Oh, wow. This one was uh, the NWA's competition to WrestleMania 4, and they were kind of lucky because WrestleMania 4 was not a good show. Uh, like, just, I don't know. It's widely considered one of the, like, bottom most WrestleManias in history. It was a one-night tournament, bro. And, uh, yeah, obviously it was won by the macho man, Randy Savage. And all that. So there was a nice crowning moment at the end of the show. And there was some cool stuff to happen on the show. But, I mean, they gave Trump Plaza a mulligan the very next year because this one just wasn't great. So, uh, but we're not talking about that. It was great when the young Donald Trump kid gets his uh, option picked up. (laughs) Wow. But, yeah, so uh, we're talking about the NWA's competition on TBS, which was uh, nationwide TV. And, uh, you know, anybody could see this thing if they wanted to. And it did some big numbers that we'll talk about when we get into the event itself. But 
Here's where I'm going to call a timeout to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Fanatics, where you can get all of your officially licensed sports gear. Just go to fanatics.com or click the link down in the podcast description and just let them know at checkout that the main event, Marks, and Burns sent you. Also, we're sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code. It's main event marks, all in one word, and you'll get 15% off your order. Main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order at swiftlifestyles.com. Also, I want to direct everybody to our Linktree account. It's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. There you will see all of the links to our social media accounts, be it Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. All of the links to every place you can hear the podcast right there on our Linktree account. You can also see our two uh, merchandise stores, be it on Redbubble or Bonfire. All those links are on there. You can also find our YouTube on there as well. You can either go through that way or you can go to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. There we are posting new stuff almost daily, sometimes multiple videos a day. It's anything from the actual podcast itself in video form, or you can hear stuff that didn't make the cut from the podcast that we've cut out or if you want to sample the podcast or you know let your uh, friends and family know about us and give them a little sample that's stuff there the biggest stuff that we talk about you can spread around so people can sample us sometimes we talk about current stuff on there as well and we got some video stuff on there got a bunch of shorts as well that people seem to love and we've got a playlist called marks on media There you'll see marks on movies, marks on TV, and marks on games. So go and check that out on youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. But now we're going to take our uh, first break of the show. When we come back, we're going to dive into all the news and notes, which there is actually plenty of around this time because it is WrestleMania season. We'll get into all that on the other end of this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store Slash main event marks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. News and notes time. Well, before we go. A Snapple. Is that what it sounded like? I couldn't pop the thing. It's like really, it's a, it's a can of iced coffee. I couldn't oh, pop it. It was like okay. weird. It was like really hard. I felt like I was going to break the tab. Oh, yeah. Those don't have a good pop uh, to like pop sound to them. But either way, uh, Uncle Dave Meltzer makes the prediction that WrestleMania four is going to bomb because nobody cares about the tournament, bro. He cares, bro. He's noticed the interest in the show is way down this year compared to the predecessors. Even so, Dave thinks that the worst case scenario is still a 19 million dollar gross. Which is not too shabby. Oh, he says. I think uh, I, I think they did better in the long run because like I, like if it was a normal year where they just like picked a random venue, whatever. But like, I think Trump didn't Trump like pay them to have their show at his venue. I think so, because you remember in the middle of that show, he did like a like a little promo where he goes, a lot of people are dropping money at the casinos. It's been great for the economy and all this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he probably get something like that. Yeah, I think he did that. Because so I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones let them have Jerry's World this coming WrestleMania for free. And I know that Mark Davis of the Raiders gave them the arena two years in a row for free. So I think it's, uh, it's for, a business thing. I don't, for what? Huh? Well, for SummerSlam what? last year, it's about to be Money in the Bank this coming year. Oh, okay. Okay. Which is yeah, insane. Thanks in the freaking stadium, but cool. <laughs> Yeah, WrestleMania 4 and 5 are actually the only two WrestleManias in a row to take place at the same venue. So that's a... Oh, 20, uh, 36 and 7 were, you know, <laughs> kind of... No. Yeah. yeah. We won't talk about that. <laughs> wow. Well, thir- 30, well, 37, did that... That was actually well, in that... James in Tampa. 36 yeah, okay. was supposed to be. So I'm just trying to be a smart ass. Sorry. 
Yeah, right. But I think the wasn't it is it in Winter Park where the performance center is? Yeah, which is like okay. spinning distance. Yeah. No, right, wait, yeah. that's being it's in Orlando. Never mind. It's completely north. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Tampa's about a two hour drive ish, yeah. two, two and a half hours, something like I that. I was thinking when we were WrestleMania thirty three because we passed by the performance center multiple times because it's pretty close to Orlando. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I was thinking of. Well, they did more tapings for post-WrestleMania, and Ted DiBiase did a bunch of squashes without the WWF title, so Savage is 100% winning. Plus, now the Associated Press has picked up on the accidental leak via the Miss Elizabeth photo in WWF magazine, and Titan is really embarrassed about it. How do you, like, just let that happen? Nowadays it happens, you're like, yeah, no big deal. Back then? I feel like, because I've heard... You know, on it, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not there, so I don't know how much of this is true, but, you know, it, oh, just you say see, it like you are there. That's what that's how Dave makes his money. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I you know, I have a, uh, a certain uh, uh, hookup on the inside that has told me that this is 100 percent actual. Uh, but anyway, and his name is the Red Rooster, Good who Lord. is still in WWE this, this very day. So there you go. Is he? <laughs> he is. He was on TV wow. a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, oh wow. OK. Yeah, in I, the back. I, I mean, I, not like on TV, but, you know, he was there. In the back. <laughs> In the back. Well, I miss yeah, that. Yeah, I'm slow today. Uh, uh, you'll have your chance. But nowadays, like, they they seem to fight kind of hard for, and it's easier with all live programming. But even with then, you well, know, you got the, even then you got the dirt sheet idiots and even just, like, fans who want to get some clout on social media. You know, it's like trying to spoil stuff ahead of time. So I feel like the companies have worked yeah. extra hard to try to keep stuff secret lately. And I'm like, for what? You no, know? like, what do you get out of that? A couple of clicks. You know, this is like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, like I say, but like, does it get you off or what? I mean, like, uh, what yeah. do you, what? <laughs> people love spoiling stuff, man. Like, I don't know. I, had a, I, I used to work with a guy who was like, it was just his natural reaction to spoil everything for everybody. Like, not wrestling-related, but, like, movies, games, TV shows. Like, he would just, like, spout stuff off, and everybody would be like, dude, really? Like, you know, at least ask if somebody's seen it first. Like, damn. That's why I do it every single time I talk to you in one of the shows. I mean, are you watching? Are you going to watch? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and on the flip side, Strike Force worked a pair of squashes during the tapings, and they did have the tag titles for both. And so they lose them here, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think I don't they know. lose a demolition. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. So that's literally Uncle Dave saying, well, so and so didn't have the title, so he's definitely not winning. Uh, on the flip side, these guys did have the title, but they're losing. Like, what? Like, I, I don't know. Make it make sense, man. Uncle Dave said, what do you not yeah. get? I guess so. Ass. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, the rumor is that Ted DiBiase's run as Andre the Giant's manager made him seem too weak to be a top guy. Because of that, they're moving Andre back with Bobby Heenan after WrestleMania so that Ted can be his own wrestler again. Uh, did did they? I don't remember the they timeline did, yeah. of that. They did. Okay. Because, well, yeah, this is post. Wow. Every, yeah, all the major things. I don't things. know Doesn't exactly Andre... when, but I do know that um, first yeah. time 88. No, he's still going to be with him at 88 when it's the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. It's going to be after yeah. that. Because WrestleMania 5, he's with Heenan. He's feuding with Jake the Snake. So it's after SummerSlam. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Actually, so it may they... even be a Survivor Series because I think the Heenan family may have a match. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's on there with Haku and the Brain Busters, I believe. 
was 89. Yeah, I honestly don't remember I, with that one. I'm, I'm aging, dude. <laughs> I forget stuff. Uh, well, I, this stuff is like 30 years ago, so. I'm, I'm four years old. This is going on, too, but. Yeah, oh, like I can was, easily pull up the damn Wikipedia right now and tell you everything, but I think that's cheating. So, right, we don't have a we don't have a research staff here, and you know we've said before, Greg likes to be surprised by the news stories, and we kind of you know do this stuff off the cuff. So you know this is what uh, we're doing. So, quote, quote O'Brien, we don't rehearse this show, and you know what? I think it shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, WrestleMania has a lot of poor advances on closed circuit, and they're just canceling the shows at those locations. However, in their typical glass half full Vinceness, McMahon is now claiming that he meant to do that. (laughs) He meant to do that because pay per view is the future and closed circuit is dying. Jeez, man, what did we just talk about at the beginning of the show? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I mean, he's not wrong. And I don't. I, I think we've brought it up before that uh, was uh, Jim Crockett beat Vince to closed circuit, but Vince beat Jim Crockett to pay per view. So uh, yeah, I think Vince was, according to everybody that worked with him, especially Pritchard, who worked closest with him, he said, you know, Vince was always trying to think like, you know, fifty years into the future, not what's oh, going on he, now. Uh, one of his episodes, he said that in 1991, Vince already had the idea for a network. So, yeah, there's that and obviously and obviously back then he was thinking like a whole, you know, 24 seven channel. And, yeah, nobody in the right mind was thinking of a streaming thing. Right. You know, just well, that's why so many tape libraries are incomplete now, because that, nobody would have fathomed anybody would have given a damn. It's like they're like, well, what are we going to do with this? I don't know. Throw it out. You know, or this is literally the uh, conversation they were having on a major pod one time of people used to throw away old Hasbro's and now they're worth like five hundred dollars a piece. What the hell am I going to do with this $2 figure? Um, That's why I got, go. all my, I got all my old LJNs still. So. Yeah, so you just, those things are worth a lot. Yep. I can't see myself selling them anytime soon, but, you know, never know. Nice old nest egg, maybe. The Jim Duggan versus Andre the Giant angle from last week might have to be scrapped because Andre accidentally busted Duggan's mouth open hard way, and there was blood all over the place. Plans are to possibly reshoot the angle in a few days, Uncle Dave points out that if this were Jim Crockett's show, they would be doing cartwheels over the excitement to get that much blood on TV so that they could blame it on an accident. Oh. Kind of shows you the contrast between the two companies there. So um, I, mean, I don't think I'm clamoring for, or ever was, uh, clamoring for a uh, Andre the Giant Axel Jim Duggan feud, but maybe it's just me. <laughs> what do you mean, man? He's, you know, he's like Hulk Hogan, all American or whatever. It's going to be just as big as WrestleMania 3. Come on. You know what? Uh, um, you should shut the hell up. <laughs> I'll be honest. I wasn't clamoring for a Jim Duggan versus anybody feud. So <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, I'm correct. I know someone's going to correct me if I'm not, but I believe it was like either right here or right after Semenia where the whole thing with him and Iron Sheik happened. Yeah. If you guys don't know what that is. Go look it up. But um, yeah, they get right. busted in a car together for weed. And he's the pro Iran guy. Obviously, Duggan's a pro-america guy it's like the whole thing Duggan gets fired i believe i want to say she gets fired too we never see him again until until summerslam 1991 but yeah yeah they both uh, hand over it uh well i i know he's on the he makes his big return i think at uh i don't know maybe i'm wrong but it might not be his return but he's on the first summer slam i want to say uh because yeah i have that figure yes that's right guys well yeah well 
Well, there's one. He has a promo with uh, Brother Love. He's on the Brother Love show. That is SummerSlam 88. Okay, you know what, okay, though? Yeah. Well, to be fair, we don't know how long he was fired for. So we, I, we could both still be right here. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't think he's got fired long. Yeah, because he's at WrestleMania 5, I want to say. I, yeah, I honestly can't remember. I because in the I, I remember, Series '89, I know that he's leading the team against the Macho Man's team. So I know, I he, know he's at '89, so he's not gone more than a year or, so, or a year and a half, maybe. But yeah, I just remember he was at SummerSlam because of two reasons. One, now in the archives, we reviewed that show, or I I did with Jacob Grandi, and uh, who, by the way, you can see his or hear his show, Curtain Jerkin, on our official YouTube page. It's a fun show. Yeah, he posts at least one a week, and it's all current day stuff. So while we're evergreen, you know, old school, he does the current stuff. So you can get a little bit of both on our YouTube channel. But uh, either way, he would. I remember because we reviewed that. Both Grandi and I were both like, "Yay, Jim Duggan!" <laughs> and yeah. then the other thing was they said he was like a backup of a backup on that show. He it wasn't even supposed to be him, but like everybody that they had in mind dropped out. And so they're like, mm, Duggan. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why he was the backup, but whatever. Uh, him and the Bushwhackers, man, I never got it. Yeah, no, I, I never. I thought the Bush as a kid, I was like, yeah, the Bushwhackers are, you know, fine. But I was never like, oh, they're awesome. Vince McMahon has supposedly asked the Killer Bees to turn heel. This is, although most people <laughs> believe, <laughs> they matter enough to turn heel. Oh yeah, gotta turn them heel. Come out of a black and yellow box. Oh my god, it's like, dude, they were barely over his faces. <laughs> uh, this is although most people believe that it was a different pair of guys under the masks who did the angle with Hulk Hogan in Philadelphia last week. They didn't give context. That, do you know what the hell they're talking about? No, but I'm gonna assume they beat the hell out of him or something. Turn heel. Yeah. Does Ian Pritchard say they used to do stuff like that at house shows to test stuff? Uh, probably. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I, you know, I, I don't doubt it. Uh, yeah, it's. Oh, well, it was a different pair of bees. Like, okay, okay, and yeah, yeah. It's like, well, we need to, yeah, because that that well, gimmick is awesome enough. It was, a, it was a different doink, and it's still it's whatever. No one gave a damn. So, <laughs> well, the well, the funny thing about uh about that is like, if they really wanted to keep that gimmick going, they could have like put different dudes under the masks, never have them unmask, and just like kept that gimmick going for like ever. Like, uh, ah, yeah. you guys look similar suicide. enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, and that's a, that's a way of protecting the guys, too. It's like, hey, we'll give you some reps in the ring. You get this established gimmick, and nobody knows who the hell you are. Uh, here's another uh, predicting the future thing. And uh, I, I, I know you're going to love this final statement by Uncle Dave, so I, I had to put this in here. Okay, hold on, hold on. i got to mentally prepare for this one. Okay. Yeah, right. it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those Conrad setups for Eric Bischoff. Uh, and go. Demolition has been doing clean jobs to the Rougeos all over the place. Uncle Dave says that that means that Demolition are a lock to get the tag titles be, uh, based on the WWF's ass-backwards booking philosophy. I mean, they Nothing? do, but <laughs> how does that yeah. mean that? Because uh, I believe he always... the Rougeos are a face at this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they were the Rougeos at WrestleMania 3, right? Was it 3? And they were just mm, yeah yeah just baby yeah, faces and then they faces. turn heel who yep. are from Montreal but are all American boys they sing their own theme which is like all legendary American boys uh, of course yeah um yeah so they're just like the 
baby faces nobody cares about. How is that ass backward? What am I missing there? Because Demolition's heel. Well, because he's saying that uh, Demolition are doing the jobs all over the place and getting beat. So that means that they're, oh, they're losing. next in. Yeah. So that means that they're next in line to be tag champions because they keep losing. And we don't give any uh, thought whatsoever that maybe it was you know, because of the faces and they wanted them to be bigger. Because like I just said, they were failing his faces. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. That was, that's something that Dave <laughs> and uh, Alvarez always harp on. Cause they're like, Oh, so-and-so lost before the pay-per-view. So that means they're going to win. Like, <sighs> It doesn't, I mean, back in the day, that rang true a lot more than it does now. They've switched it up a lot more lately. The only thing that that's a guarantee, it feels like it seems that annoys me, is you're wrestling in your hometown, therefore you must lose. Yeah. That's, uh... Like every, like it's not even a surprise anymore. It's literally every single time. It's like, you can change it up once in a while. Have them win in front of a crowd that actually likes them for once. I, I well, now, hold on now. Trish Stratus, when she beat Lita for the women's title in the last match, was in Toronto. So, well, that was tri- yeah. Well, tri- no, 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 no asterisk tri- here. That's not what was said. <laughs> Trish was one of the last uh, people I think that actually uh, got that. That's another one. It's your last match. She must lose, which isn't a WWE thing. That's just a wrestling thing. I think Trish was one of the last people that got like a win in their send off. So, uh, Edge did his original send off, but I don't know if they knew that was the send off. So. I don't know. It was world title. Yeah, right. Uh, Uncle Dave uh, warns us. <laughs> Uncle Dave warns us that a weightlifting feud between Dino Bravo and Ken Patera is coming up. Uh, it does. I wish he was wrong. Uh, that uh, was another one. I think that was at SummerSlam '88 as well. That may have been Royal Rumble. Uh, no, I'm thinking of uh, the pose down with Rude and Warrior. Never mind. Yeah, that was epic. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. Yeah, I'm not, Bobby Heen. Yeah. Uh, not Bobby. Uh, uh, what's his name? Just Ventura gets involved and kind of helps Dino lift it a little bit, and it's kind of yeah. like a thing. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. watching back you, on Peacock. Yes, didn't watch it live, I don't think. But yeah, wait, that's <laughs> now in the archives. Of it's yeah. is that uh, was that at Royal Rumble or was I feel it? like it's Royal Rumble '88? I feel like it is. Okay, yeah, but we I don't. Rev- think I Tara. I think Dino just did it. Now that I'm right, thinking about. Yeah, it. he did. Yeah, yeah, that was. Because he was trying to break a record, and he had Frenchie Martin yeah, with him, right. and all that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was now in the archives. Royal Rumble '88. I did that one with uh, Jacob Grandi as well. Yeah, so I just like calling him Grandi probably because it sounds cool, <laughs> right? Uh, Ted Turner and Jim Crockett are getting deeper into bed together. That sounds dirty. Uh, oh Crocker, yeah, get the, get the videotape out for this one. Good lord, report uh, I should say. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Uh, Crockett has a Ric Flair versus Lex Luger match planned as the main event for the Great American Bash pay-per-view in July. Turner is going to attempt to get the show cleared in as many markets as possible. This is when he's entering the wrestling business, right? Yeah, right. Hey, Vince, I'm I'm in the wrestling business. Moving on here. uh, The big angle on pro wrestling this week was Paul E. Dangerously being the guy doing the hostile takeover, which will lead to Joe Pettacino and Gordon Sully getting fired the week of WrestleMania, there was no happy payoff to this angle as the show was canceled and they really were fired. <laughs> wow. Wait, what are we talking about? Have uh, you ever heard of pro wrestling this week? Is that an wait, I thought you were just, I thought you were just talking about like what's going on in pro wrestling. I didn't know it was a thing. Uh, I guess it was a show. Like the way you worded that, I thought it was like, Oh yeah, on this week in pro wrestling or whatever. Yeah. I did not know that. 
Yeah, I am. Yeah, because I'm Googling it and I didn't know that was a thing. It says WWF old school. Uh, that definitely was not a WWF. Show. OK, yeah, it looks like it was an NWA thing. <laughs> OK, I uh, I've never I've never heard of this. I like how we're now educating ourselves on our own pod. This is great. This is good stuff. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it was I guess it covered all the all the indies. It looks like if if anybody knows more about this show, because like I said, Greg and I have never heard of this, the show. So let us know. Uh, Gordon Sully was on it. Well, apparently we it's our it's if it was already canceled. It must have sucked. So, I mean, yeah. would anyone really know. Yeah, it was getting canceled here pretty pretty damn soon, that's for sure. So, I don't know. Apparently, they had an actual, like, legit angle on it. So, I don't know. Uh, here's one for you. Dan Spivey has quit the... <laughs> will quit the N- <laughs> He's quit the NWA and will be headed to Puerto Rico. That's, uh, that's dangerous, uh, Dan Spivey. Oh, yeah. Uh, one, one half of the skyscrapers. don't know who he is. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, the, former, or the future Waylon Mercy... I, I'm trying to figure out when, like his, because uh, excuse me, I don't know much about you know Dan Spivey's career trajectory, but he's in Jim Crockett in WCW in '89. In early '89, he returned to the NWA in Jim Crockett. Okay, so he left in '88 and came back in '89. Yeah, it's not that weird. <laughs> yeah, so I guess he went to this they go to Puerto threw, Rico. Is this when they threw Sid with the Undertaker or Mark Callis? And- there are the new skyscrapers. Uh, yeah, that probably yeah, it's probably when he came back. Um, you know, not reading too far ahead here, but he did go to WCC or sorry, WWC World Wrestling Council in Puerto Rico for a bit. Uh, he went to Japan, all Japan, and then he came back. He teamed with John with Johnny Ace over in Japan, and then he went. You to, some uh, nice picks there, Dan. Jim Crockett. I like your spike hey. hair. <laughs> wow. Hey there, hey there, Danny. Uh, you mind if I? Go, go back with you to the States. I can be a dynamic dude again. <laughs> totally tubular. Holy hell. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, yeah, he, he was, uh, he was a dynamic dude way before this. So it's like, yeah, they made me, they made me team with Shane Douglas. So I quit and went to Japan. This is a, <laughs> this is a weird one from across the country here in Oregon. Billy Jack Haynes is finally ready to start his outlaw promotion in opposition to Don Owen. That's Haynes. Billy Jerk Haynes. Oh, yes. Excuse me. Uh, now anybody, in the archives. Yeah, go back to WrestleMania 3. Haynes is trying to sign up a lot of talent and, at the very least, seems willing to make a go of it. Don Owens is the one that did uh, uh, the the promotion over there that had, like, uh, I, I know uh, Roddy Piper was big there. I think Billy Jack was big there for a little while. Uh, uh, Raven got his start there, or Johnny Polo, what you know. I think he was Scotty the body when he got started there, but yeah. Either way, it started a few people out in all people. Who now has Oregon. a figure, by the way, a, a Bendham figure. That's a real story. <laughs> oh, wow. Scotty the body. Uh, True story. Yikes. Uh, well, there's even more weirdness in Oregon, as Kurt Hennig had previously done a disputed finish with the Grappler in PNW. That's the promotion I'm thinking of, by the way. Uh, this resulted in the AWA world title being held up, but only in one state. Oddly enough, it was also held up in Minnesota because of the Greg Gagne feud at the same time. So what's the other state it held up in? I was assuming Minnesota was the one. Yeah. I, well, I mean, it's a world title, so it's, it's only held up in two out of 50 states. God, this is so and, uh, stupid. It held, 
held up because of two different feuds, by the way. Uh, Who the but, hell is the grappler? Oh, I forget. He's. I'm he looking only, right now. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I know he was. He was a, a territories guy. That's that's all I know. I don't remember exactly who it is. Is the assassin? He, it looks like the assassin. He was uh, Len Denton. That's all I. The grappler is... Len Denton. Mask grappler, white, uh, dirty white boy number two. I don't know. Teal Hopper. <laughs> no, it's a different one. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know if anybody looks up. Uh, was, okay, I'm not an AWA guy at all, so I, I have no damn clue. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh, he had, at he was in WCW. It said of note in his title match against the undefeated WCW United States Champion Bill Goldberg on May 11th, 1988, on Nitro. Uh, Ninety-eight. Yeah, 1998, yeah. Man, Goldberg uh, in 88, man, he might have overtaken Hulk Hogan. Jeez. Right. Play-by-play uh, -play announcer Mike Tanay described Denton as a very accomplished veteran grappler, you know, for the oh, smarties out there. clever. Yeah, got to shout one out to the smarts. Uh, not to get too far ahead, but our bonus show coming up, I've already watched back over stuff. There is a good one of that. We'll talk about it. I just had a yeah, flashback right. of one of my notes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, but either way, so it's uh, almost like they're really disorganized or something in the AWA. Anyway, Hennig returns. This is 1988, so they're pretty close to being done, right? A couple of years? Yep. Maybe so. But, uh, an omen? Right. Anyway, Hennig returned to settle the dispute. Injury at this point. So they did a match with the Assassin versus the Grappler instead to decide the belt. And the Assassin won. So now, Hennig is the undisputed champion again. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's on his way out to WWE's, by the way, too. So he'll be at WrestleMania 5, so within the year, I believe. Ah, uh, yeah. And I've got a few AWA stories here. I forgot to warn you. I've got quite a few AWA stories that'll just blow your uh, effing mind. Considering the time, I don't... Yeah, I'm not shocked. And, it, and it's going to make you go, I don't know why they went under. Like, uh, that's a, that's this, a great lead in. Yeah. Right. Like this one right here, Adrian Adonis, who is healing up from his ankle injury, no showed an AWA show. That just seems like par for the course for AWA. Uh, he's definitely Normal done with one. No show. Yeah. Just like people not showing up. Even Scott Hall was no showing before he made that his thing. Uh, he's definitely saying we just don't know it. Hold on now. Yeah, I know. He's definitely done with the territory and is trying desperately to get back to the WWF. Also, Robert Gibson no-showed, so they just used Ricky Morton as a single because he works cheaper. Wow. So Scott Hall would go on the Diamond Stud before he's Ramon, so I don't know how long he lasted, though. Yeah. I, this is... Wow. Ricky Morton no-showed. Or no, I'm sorry. Robert Gibson no-showed. I feel like he was the uh, he was the the dependable one from what everyone says. Yeah, old walleye. Robert Gibson's an asshole medium person. Really? Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. Well, uh, there you go. Like he doesn't want to be there, even though you paid him for an autograph. He's like, oh, you're making me do this. Well, the asshole gave back my money. Like, dude, you've been you've been doing this for how many years? I don't think anybody's holding a gun to your head, man. Like. Why do you keep doing this? Uh, well, you know, we brought up Diamond Stud, but the AWA were supposed to bring in some new manager from Florida named Dallas Diamond Page. 
Uh, okay, I'm glad he went the other way. <laughs> yeah, something tells me uh, they got that wrong. But he no-showed as well. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Speaking of, speaking of managers, the big K, whoever that is, has already been fired for managerial duties and will uh, will just do the big K's corner as a replacement for the danger zone, which was Polly Dangerously's segment. Okay, this all sounds horrible. You don't say. <laughs> Yeah, AWA in 1988 was um, something, man. I, I don't remember when the super clashes were that we watched, but yeah, if anybody goes back, we've reviewed the, I want to say, first and third super clash events now in the archives. They were interesting, to say the least. Continuing on with the AWA news here, Vern Gagne is so desperate for challengers to Medusa that he has sunk to working with Glow and bringing in some of their girls. <laughs> oh. Yeah sunk to working uh, with them i don't think they were that bad uh especially when you consider where the awa was at this point like come on man like <laughs> you yeah, can't really they could use the glow rub yeah right <laughs> medusa by the way was walking around right now i'm not even born good lord uh medusa by the way was walking around with her arm in a sling due to an quote-unquote injury uncle dave notes that this is carney for cosmetic surgery which will be very obvious when she returns um <laughs> No, this is back Not in right 88. now because when she's when she's Alindra Blaze, you know, I don't want to be careful my words because I don't want people to talk, you know, well, she's sexist got remotes. it all covered up at that point. But yeah, well, I, I don't know. Blaze, you can see. No, it's not not big at all. You know, yeah, and I'm not knocking that. No yeah, saying. but when she goes back but to <laughs> when she goes back to WCW, however, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> but like, there's no way as Alindra Blaze she had any surgery done unless it was like. Really small. I, I or or taken out, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What's it with Dave always talking about boob jobs? Can I say that? Because he is a boob. Yeah. Right. Can I say that? And he has kind of a job, I guess. Yeah, because you idiots <sighs> out there keep paying him. Yeah. You know who you hot. are. <laughs> I'm, 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 what, is, what does he say? Uh, I'm two-thirds hot. Yeah, right <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm about I'm about five eights hot right now. All right, <laughs> hold on for this one, man. Oh, good God! Still AWA. I was just uh, talking about wanting to go back to Disneyland. You know, hold on. Right here we go. <laughs> Greg Boyd was a football player who wanted to go into pro wrestling. AWA came up with the gimmick name of Rocky Mountain Thunder for him. However, he immediately changed his mind and no showed the taping. And they had all the gear. Oh had all the gear and the graphics all ready for him. Vern is, of course, crazy cheap, so they grabbed some big jobber who was working the show and stuck the gimmick on him instead. The guy is terrible and looks like a young 911 from ECW with about one-fourth of the talent. That's telling. In his first squash match, he nearly kills some other poor dude by dropping him in a body vice attempt and nearly breaking his neck. However, Vern loves the guy and immediately demands that he switch to a babyface for his second squash match of the night. Thankfully, he was gone soon after, although not before working the tapings from hell attended by Uncle Dave and May. He came out to the ring carrying a flag, a two-by-four, and a bag with, at the same time. This led Uncle Dave to question whether he was trying to be <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, Jim Duggan, or Jake Roberts. Okay. Two things here. Okay, number one, I want to point out you've now mentioned four guys who've no show in AWA show. AWA show. Four At guys. least. Yes. <laughs> you said Hall, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, 
Ricky Morton, and now this guy. And second, he was carrying a flag, a bag, and a two-by-four, you said? Uh, yeah. So he's trying to be Jim Duggan? Well, that's what that's what Uncle Dave said. He's like, is he trying to be Sergeant Slaughter, Jim Duggan, or Jim oh, Snake? Oh, he said that. Okay. Yeah. Um, another question is like, what the hell are you going to do with all that stuff? Uh, I'm pretty sure AWA is based in, in uh, and I know, like, no, Duggan did it too. It's based in Minnesota. Why do you need to carry an American flag? I don't get it. Right. Yeah. What? Well, my thing is, uh, my, my thing with it here is like, is somebody going to look at that and be like, that reminds me of those other guys in that other company. I like this. Um, who would say that? Because if I were know, like what... this, you'd have to like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it's like, like <laughs> I like this reminds me of the other guys who were doing it better. Sure. Stupid. I mean, you know, better, sure, sure. <laughs> we're not done with the tapings from hell yet, by the way. Can you explain what that is, by the way? Because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. No pun intended. Apparently, Again. apparently... <laughs> Well, this story will explain some of it because it's just okay. like everything is in disarray. Because when you, when you said that, sense. I want to. When you said that, I'm like, what? I want to know more about these tapings from hell. Do we need yeah, to do a show on this? <laughs> great. I don't. I don't know all the context. So if anybody else has more information than what I have on the podcast, please tell me because I honestly want to know because this is like. Yeah, strange. I'm actually. I'm actually begging for feedback on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but either way, the other colossal screw up saw Kurt Hennig defend the AWA World Title against Wahoo McDaniel. Uh, who is subbing for Tom Zank, who quit. Not a bad upgrade, <laughs> in my opinion, anyway. And we've both said Zank doesn't suck, but, I mean... So, I mean, quick, take a, a pause real quick. So, in, within a span of a few years, he's been on WrestleMania in AWA. He's about to go to NWA slash WCW. I kind of question, like, everyone talks stuff about him. I, you know, again, he's passed away. I don't want to do that. But why does he keep getting a job? <laughs> right. Uh, and apparently, like you and I have both heard, he was pretty full of himself and yeah. kind of aloof. I mean, I, I'm not judging. I don't know. I mean, you know, but if he is like this, why does he keep getting a job? I've got to assume it's the whole God dang it look at him. Like, it's got to be it, right? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I suppose. He, I mean, but he looked great. I mean, <laughs> you can't deny that. And he wasn't bad in the ring. Just nobody cared. Nobody cares, bro. Clearly anyway. someone cared three times. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, anyway, you know maybe he's just the most charming MF on the planet. Let's just say that. That's, Who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's how Russo kept getting a job. I mean, even Bischoff, who absolutely hates him, said he's a charming mofo. So I don't know. Even, I think even Cornette said he's charming as hell. So I, he's like, he can talk your and talk his ass off. So whatever. But either way, uh, Zank had quit before the previous tapings, even where they were supposed to shoot the angle to set up the Hennig versus Zank match. That didn't happen. However, at the tapings before those tapings, we're going two months back in time now, by the way, they did a series of interviews from Zank for future shows where he talked about beating up Hennig for a uh, non-title match, which didn't happen. And then they aired those interviews on TV <laughs> anyway, even though he quit. <laughs> Are you still following this, by the way? I am, yes. Just... Okay. Uh, you have no I, idea how much I'm following this. I'm intrigued. Yeah, uh, back to these current <laughs> tapings, though. The announcers for the Hennig-Wahoo match talked about the Phantom TV angle that also never happened, where Hennig injured Zank in, re in retribution for the non-title loss that never happened in the first place. So they're just making crap up on commentary, like, the whole time. Um, you've probably never seen this. Maybe you've heard it. Do you, there was an episode of Nitro during the Russo era where Tony Schiavone looked at the paper 
and said, does anybody, excuse my language here, anybody follow a damn format? And he rips it up and throws it over his head. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I remember exactly that. He just got I, pissed. Anyone follow a format around here? <laughs> did he ever say if that was a shoot? I have no doubt. But you can just tell. I mean, you know, if you're watching it, you can tell, dude. Come on. You know, because he kind of like rolled his eyes and, and they were laughing during the match. And uh, I forget what it was. I think but I remember watching it back for our Russo stuff. And it was just, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, AWA was just a mess. It's like, hey, uh, we're going to air these promos for something that never happened and then talk about a match that also never happened that led to the promo that never that should have never happened for a guy who quit. <sighs> I'm sitting here thinking. I'm sitting there thinking about stuff too. I'm like, okay, all this stuff happened. It could have happened somewhere. Okay. Like all the stuff that we're saying never happened. It could have happened somewhere. But if you're a fan that was at these shows, you're like, I don't remember seeing that. You know, like, yeah. <sighs> and, the, and the thing was, this isn't like live programming that they had plugged stuff in and they were trying to work on the fly and crap it. This was a taping. Like they had, which means of time. you can, which means you can take time and edit too. <laughs> Yeah, right. A lot of time. Oh, man. Uh, get it, finally getting out of the AWA. I know weekly live shows. I don't believe. There's no such thing. No, I don't think anybody did live programming. I mean, what we're about to talk about is live. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. I said weekly, though. There's no weekly yeah, no. live programs at all. Nope. No, there was, like, at the most, you'd get, like, every couple of months or whatever. I don't know how often they did the, the Clash shows. I think, I want to say once every couple of months, right? So. I, I think it was like every three months or something like that. Yeah. They're only three or four a year or so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but getting out of the AWA territory now, uh, in Stampede up in Shh, Canada. Man, look back at that fire, that, that blaze of fire. <laughs> right. Uh, Bruce Hart and Brian Pillman have been throwing shade at the two clowns calling themselves Bad Company, referring to uh, Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond in the AWA. This was all leading up to the Canadian version doing a showdown with the American version in the AWA, which then fell through and was then completely forgotten about. Okay, I just want to mention, I think I'm pretty sure Bad Company goes on to be your Express, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were on one of the Clash shows we watched. I want to say three? One? I don't know. One of the Clashes. Go back and check it in the archives. They're on one of them. Yeah, the match with the Rockers at Royal Rumble 91. That's still one of the better tag matches I've ever seen. So they got that, at least in my opinion. They weren't uh, bad wrestlers. They're just like, eh. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll lump them in that category with Tom Zink. There you go. And, uh, you know, Cherry Taylor, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, headed to World Class in Dallas, their big Star Wars show in Fort Worth only drew 2,500 people. It was headlined by a dud between Terry Gordy and Kerry Von Erich that ended with a dusty finish after 20 minutes of both guys laying around and stalling. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I think I see another watch along. <laughs> I want to know how <laughs> Terry Von Erich and Terry Gordy had a dud. Like, wow. He, and I don't know. I'm just saying because of his track record, maybe Kerry was out of his mind at the time. On, you know, substances. The only thing I can think. Because he was usually fairly good. Even even when he was messed up, he usually had decent matches. I just always, I can't remember who it was. I uh, want to say it was Jim Cornette told a story about uh, Ric Flair went to Dallas to have like a series of matches for like, uh, it was like a week. He was supposed to have like one match per night with Kerry for the uh, NWA title. 
And after and the first match was in a cage and it went for, you know, ever. And Kerry showed up, messed up, and Rick had to literally hold his hand throughout the whole match. And he gets to the back, throws the NWA title at uh, I think Fritz or somebody, and it was like, here, you wrestle him for the rest of the damn week. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> like, I'm like, holy crap. That's pretty bad when Ric Flair is like, when dude, the, I, I just can't. I was say, when the perennial party guy says that. <laughs> I know. That's one thing you can never say about Ric Flair is that he never showed up in, like, you know, unable to compete. So as much crap as everybody talks about him, gratefully so, you know, with his issues, he never showed up to the building effed up. So I think the only time we ever saw him on camera messed up was that time where uh, Jim Ross got fired for, uh, you know, quote unquote, not keeping Rick under control. You remember that? At the, yeah, like, wasn't it a video game thing? Yeah, it was for uh, it was it was like a WWE release. Uh, yeah, it was 2K19. Thing. He's on the special. He's a special edition of it. Flares. Okay, yeah. yeah, and it was right Which after I'm Reed. Right now, I have. <laughs> it was like right after Reed had died, and then he's on the stage for that, and he's effed up. It was like SummerSlam weekend, and apparently Jim Ross was supposed to be his babysitter, and I don't know. That was a mess. Uh, either way, get staying here with. First of all, I, I also want to ask, how the hell did they get away with using the term, uh, using the show name Star Wars? I don't know. Maybe well, IPs were just not heavily locked down back then? Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I can think of, because there's Star Wars, and then you go to the AWA where they had the Night of the Skywalkers. Like, damn, everybody just ripped off George Lucas. Well, that was the uh, biggest thing in the world at that point. It's true. Uh, Terry Gordy has Hell, been until pro- 1999, it was done forever, so... Bro, <laughs> bro, I'm gonna be set on fire outside. Set on, set on fire on an alien planet and gone forever, bro. People will watch this, bro. I'm entertained by this. Yeah, right, bro. He can cut off his leg and his arm, bro. <laughs> and he can still walk, bro. Yeah, all right. Put him in a suit. Nobody cares, bro. He's in a mask. <laughs> All right, he's Japanese, bro. Which nobody cares about, bro. Good lord. Real statement, uh, by the way. He's really said this. Yep. He's in a mask. He's not American. How can I relate to that, bro? God. Uh, Terry Gordy has been promising a mystery partner against Carrie and Kevin Von Erich for a show in Dallas, with the intention being Lance Von Erich as a payoff. You remember Lance Von Erich, right? Do you, do you know him? So, first of all, this is a sensitive topic because we've gotten roasted over this in the past. So, let's. Walk right. on eggshells here. <laughs> well, I wonder if this one counts because Lance isn't really a yeah, Von Eric. That was, so. what, that was gonna, that's what I was going to ask you about. He's the one that's not really Von Eric, right? Right. Yeah. They uh, Fritz made up a nephew to get more Von Erics in there. He said, "Oh, it's the uh, the the, the long lost son of Waldo." If anybody doesn't know, Fritz had a kayfabe brother named Waldo Von Eric back in the day. So, and yes, they were both Nazis, you know, in character. So. Uh, not shooting Nazis. These were these were working Nazis. Uh, oh, not Nazis like Dick Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, right. God dang it! I'm never anyway. gonna forget that. By the way, you open that gate. <laughs> right. I went to my yeah, grave we... never knowing Dick Murdoch was a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah, right. He was an actual member of the KKK. If anybody goes back, we I and I looked it up after the podcast because I'm like, look, I don't want to get. I'm pretty sure I'm right, but I, I'm gonna look this up before I because if I'm wrong, I'm gonna edit it out. I looked it up and I sent you the article. I'm like, nope, I was right. But anyway, Lance. See, again, by the way, we educate ourselves on this podcast, too. 
uh, yeah, not necessarily good things, but you know, education hey, nonetheless. Education is education, okay? <laughs> it, that's true. Uh, but yeah, Lance sucked. He had no uh, charisma. Literally everybody knew he wasn't a Von Eric, so nobody cared. Nobody cares, bro. Not a real Von Eric. But yeah. Uh, so what, what was his awe that we was it the Dark Side of the Ring? Is that where I first heard this? I feel like like, like I don't know, like uh, you would know right first, but what it was, was the there? they talked about it on the D, the uh, the WWE produced DVD. I think it's now on Peacock. I feel it? like I heard it recently. I mean, I mean, I mean it was on there, but I feel yeah. like it might have been on Dark Side of the Ring. They they probably touched on it okay. there, yeah. Um but it was it was definitely on the because that's the first place I heard it. it was on the WWE DVD. Uh, what was it? The Spectacular History of the World Class President, you know, whatever. Either no, way. that's AWA. Was it, was it the Rise and Fall oh, okay. of WCCW, I think? Or something yes. like that. Don't worry. Hold on. We'll get corrected. Just give it a minute. <laughs> Good Lord. Thanks for listening, by the way. I appreciate it. That's yeah, not right. sarcasm. But either way, uh, the, the payoff was supposedly supposed to be Lance Von Erich. However, he no-showed, and you'll never guess who took his place. That's five no-shows, by the way, in this podcast, folks. (laughs) Yeah, because Lance Von Erich had a better booking he had to make. (laughs) We had talked in a previous podcast about how they sent sent him over to Japan, and Japan sent him home because they didn't want him. (laughs) Yikes. Oh, God, hold on. Hold on one second. I want to make sure he's alive. I want to make sure I'm not laughing. at some. I'm not laughing at the man, I promise. It's just what was going on. Yeah. Vince Swan, Eric. Let's see here. Uh, is oh, a retired was... wrestler. We're good. Okay. Is. Okay. That was. Okay. We're good. By the way, Again, I don't want intro. anybody, even if they're dead, okay? It's going to do with the person. Make sure that. Right. Known. I've gotten heat for that in the past. I don't <laughs> right. think death is funny at all. No. Realize that. Anybody with a brain should know this. So <sighs> save your tweets. Uh, but it's the triumph and tragedy of world class championship okay. wrestling, by yeah. the way. That's, that's the one. That's a good anyway. one. If you guys haven't seen it, you should watch that. Oh, yeah, I loved it. But either way, uh, his replacement was actually Black Bart. Uh, regardless, uh, world class. Uh, he he looks like the guy who beefcake or who effed up beefcake. And uh, I can't the other oh, cowboy. That, that's uh, that's uh, I know his name. Hold on. I know the outlaw Ron Bass. Ron Bass. Yeah, uh, I think they were tag partners, actually. Um, so they looked very similar. That's that's who Black Bart is. I he was in WCW. Harris. He was Man Mountain Harris, Hangman Harris, Hangman Ricky Harris. <laughs> See, I'm just trying to figure out why I know him from somewhere. He was in New Japan, USWA, uh, uh, Wrestling old... Federation. Here we go. What was he doing here? Uh, he was... with Black or with a uh, Ron Bass. So he was a he was a jobber in WWF for a while, and then there's if anybody, I think. Oh, wait, hold on, look... hold on. He was on the very first Super Brawl. He substituted yeah. Larry Zabisco against Big Josh. I think we covered that. We might have. I don't remember for sure. Oh, he uh, made a huge impact, by the way. He's like, I clearly remember this. And he was in a World War III, by the way. <laughs> oh, well, God. That's because, you know, it wasn't a World War III. Uh, but regardless, oh, anyway, World Class <laughs> continues to advertise the imminent return of Lance Von Eric to the territory, presumably as um, a heel. I just, the imminent return. <laughs> yeah. Look, as yeah. we record this, uh, oh God, full disclosure, we record a little early. I'm waiting on the imminent return of Cody Rhodes to WWE. Who the hell Different. was waiting on the imminent return of this guy? The pro- <laughs> the prodigal son has returned, Greg. <laughs> but Lance was, 
Lance was also scheduled to wrestle Al Perez on the Kerry Gordy show, but both Lance and Perez no showed, so that went nowhere. And that's uh, that's that's six now. Hot damn! Him twice. Okay, right. We'll go with six though. We're going with the person. So six now. Yeah, Um. this is so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) For the first time in the history of our pod, ladies and gentlemen, we have a no-showed counter. (laughs) Yep. And here's uh, here's one Pathetic, to wrap up WCCW. Laugh, but man, they they make it easy. <laughs> yep. Well, here's one to wrap up uh, world class uh, on. Let's see. The May 20th Texas Stadium show will, in fact, be titled the David and Mike Von Erich Memorial Par- Parade of Champions. Moving to Japan now, uh, Dump Masato's or Ma- Ma- excuse me, Dump Matsumoto's retirement special drew a monster 13 rating which is second only to the main event for wrestling ratings this year. Wow. I don't know who the hell that guy is. It's uh, a woman. Good for him. He's a draw. Yeah, Dump Matsumoto was actually a woman. She was. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, I want to say, well. Yeah, hey, even more good. So, I mean, I, a woman back then doing that? Yeah, right. Her first name was Dump. So why would you think it's a woman? It's, I ain't touching so, that. Well, it, it, I think she was. I want to say she was the uh, tag partner of uh, who's the one with the uh, the the paint that always fought with uh, it was in WCW and always fought Medusa. Bull Nakano, yeah. I I want to say that I'm I'm looking it up now. CM Punk's all time favorite wrestler, I believe. Who's? I think CM Punk's his all time favorite wrestler, or at least woman was. Wow. Okay then. Uh, yeah, she she makes occasional dump Matsumoto that is makes occasional appearances here and there. So, yeah, I, I mean, she was it's kind of crazy to hear girl. this about a woman back then because, yeah, you know, they've been MIA in wrestling since till like NXT was born, right? Oh, well, all, all Japan, uh, women's pro wrestling was actually a very big promotion for years in Japan, which is crazy to think about because over here in America, just Nobody really cared. It was just like, oh, yeah, we got to get the girls on the card. That yeah, was, was match, man. Yeah, I was, wow. Uh, I was right, by the way. It, they were the Crush Gals. It was her and Bull Nakano. So they were frequent tag partners. Well, Bull Nakano was good. So she teamed with her. She must have been good, too, I assume. Yeah, I've never seen any of her matches, but I'm going to assume. And especially with being such a huge star. I mean, Japan usually likes, you know, if you can wrestle more than, you know, if you have star power. Yeah, because, you know, they hired uh, Giant Baba and uh, Bob Sapp like, and, uh, you know, yeah, totally. They totally care if you can wrestle. Okay, well, those, you name, like, the two. Well, and I guess Aki Bono. <laughs> Thank you for your help. I appreciate it. Always got my back. I like that. Those those are the three, the only three I can think of off the top of my head that kind of, I, I I feel bad saying Giant Baba sucked. I, I heard he was decent when he was younger, but I don't know. But, yeah. Either way, uh, Big Bubba Rogers, while waiting out his Crockett contract, got a nice payday out of uh, Giant Baba and will work all Japan shows until he can officially sign up with the WWF in May. See, now there's a big uh, dude who can wrestle. Yep. It's not just got his uh, new elite figure, by the way. I freaking love it. Oh, uh, is that the one where he's like smiling? Yeah, he's got the hat. Yeah, okay. so you clearly know it's the baby face boss, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, that that is a good looking figure, I'll say. I I liked it, but I have the uh, the first one they came out with years ago. I can't I can't remember 
that works a lot, but uh, I think so. He's got the ball and chain. Yeah, that's the, um, the Toys R Us exclusive. I have that one too. Still MOC. Ah, nice. Uh, but yeah, so uh, apparently uh, Baba is planning uh, some kind of match between Jumbo Saruta and Tenru to unify their singles titles into one world title. I don't know for sure, and people can correct me again if I'm wrong, but I'm going to say... And they will! Of course. I want to say that's the beginning of the Triple Crown, because their world title is literally three titles. Uh, But we're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the Clash of Champions. We're finally here. All together into this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. This message is brought to you by belly up sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, AKA Shaggy Von Doom, the host of here in Puckburn on the belly up sports podcast network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game, and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. And if you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. It's the NWA Clash of the Champions 1 from March 27th, 1988. The venue was the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Kakalaki. Where else would it because be? Because where else would it be? <laughs> Not yours, by the way. <laughs> uh, but the attendance was 6,000, and its TV rating was 5.6, which I guess was okay. Uh, this wasn't like a monster rating or anything, but it did fairly well. 
And of course, I want to say this right off the top. I actually really love this show. I was not looking forward to it, but it hooked me. Yeah. And it has more on it than just the main event, too, which, you know, may surprise some people, (laughs) but it does. Uh, But yeah, I think another thing dragging some people away from this one was obviously it going head to head with WrestleMania. So, you know, there's that. This first match of the night was gorgeous. Jimmy Garvin. It was gorgeous, right? Am I getting that wrong? He was gorgeous at this time, yes. I mean, no, he's still gorgeous now, but... uh... Oh, yeah. Overweight, bald, glasses. Yeah, that porno stash. Of course. (laughs) You you rock a porno stash, you're already gorgeous, all right? So you shut the hell up. Damn straight. (laughs) It's gorgeous Jimmy Garvin with Precious in his corner taking on Mike Rotunda in a college rules match. This one went about six minutes. I had to think about it for a second because I was like, what the hell is a college rules match? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I get it. Watching this uh, with a mutual friend, by the way, back, and we said the same thing. But then we're like, oh, okay, so yeah. this is right up his alley for him and the whole uh, uh, varsity club, which is not a thing at the moment. I think it's about to be. It's like, okay, I like it. Yeah, Here's right. One. This one, uh, Teddy Long is a referee for this, not yet a manager. That Maybe Jerry already... Curl happening, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. Uh, in ra- This one had rounds, by the way. Just like, uh, I guess, you know, wrestling has rounds, right? I've never actually watched a wrestling meet. Yeah. I think okay. two-minute rounds, I think. Oh, okay. Well, in round two, Kevin Sullivan goes to get in the ring, and Precious grabs him. He then grabs Precious, and Garvin attacks Sullivan. Mike Rotunda is then able to schoolboy Garvin for the one-count pin at the one-minute-and-ten-second mark in the second round. Uncle Dave gave it two-and-a-half stars. I give it two. What say you? I gave it two. I started to get bored a little bit by it, but it yeah, was it original, was, so it was okay. And you couldn't hit the other person, so like that was the whole thing. Like uh, Rotundo was getting Garvin fired up, and Garvin would like pretend like he's gonna punch him, and then he'd be like, "Oh crap, I can't." The referee would have to remind him, "It's like, hey, you hit him, you're done." So, but after the match, Garvin attacks the Varsity Club members, leading to Rick Steiner attacking Garvin. Precious now grabs a giant plank of wood and hits Steiner in the back with it, uh, and uh, that drops him. She then chokes out Kevin Sullivan with a coat hanger until Garvin pulls her out of the ring, and they escape. Um, <sighs> Why was Kevin Sullivan always getting, like, grabby with the ladies? I don't know. Maybe this, like, because the they couldn't assault a little child up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, was, this was, uh, like, weird. I do want to say, before I forget, by the way, Jimmy Garvin's hair, man. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, he could. David Lee Roth, that's shame. <laughs> right? Dave, yeah, he, he, he uh, would, that would be funny if he just, like, sent him pictures in the mail of his hair, and David <laughs> right. Lee Roth would just open him up and cry. <laughs> uh, he certainly was gorgeous at this time, man. I, I thought he was effing insufferable as a free bird. I I never liked Jimmy Garvin uh, as a. Flavor. I never figured out why he was one. Well, that's it. Uh, Cornette said the other Freebirds quit. They wanted to keep the Freebirds going, and no, he always okay. rode with them. So. Oh okay. He, so like, I mean, I still don't. Why Jimmy Jam? Yeah, well, I guess well, it was Corn- Jimmy before it was Jam, but. That's <sighs> it. Uh, Cornette always said he was like he was he was a Freebird in the car. He wasn't a real Freebird. <laughs> so, I guess they looked around and was like, ah, uh, he's our friend. He can join. All right. I want to say that that's got to be why six was in the NWO. It was like, ah, he was our bro and 
WWF, so, you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, this next segment, I'm not happy. That oh, I'm, uh, God. I'm this is one of the most unbearable things I've ever watched. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to mock something that a person who is now deceased did. I'm not talking crap on the guy himself. I heard he was a great guy, but holy crap, I can't let this slide. After the commercial, we come back to Bob Cottle interviewing Dr. Death Steve Williams, who's dressed like 1994 Lex Luger. So I guess he's the originator of this look. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I, am I wrong, by the way? No, hell no. <laughs> he looked like uh, we were going to get a Williams Express right here. <laughs> but uh, Cottle asks Williams uh, or says that Williams had a successful tour in Japan, but he's back now. Uh, he asks if Williams heard. Yeah, about we were doing sports. cartwheels because he was back. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know, man. They freaking loved him. I just, I, I don't know. You and I talked about it. It's like there's an okay wrestler, but I don't, like, where do you see star? But he asked William uh, if Williams had heard what happened to Dusty Rhodes. Uh, this is Bob Cottle's exact quote: "Did you hear about what happened with Dusty Rhodes and <sighs> that incident with Dusty?" <laughs> before I forget, before I forget, hold on. I want to pause real quick. Did you notice throughout this entire show? Every segment, every interview, every match, every freaking thing was talking about what happened to Dusty Rhodes. Did you catch that? You I heard it a lot. A single moment on the show without hearing that. And correct oh me if I'm God. wrong. It was annoying never... the hell out of me. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. They don't say what happened to no, Dusty. I had to go look it up. I think he got beat up or something. In the... Was this the one he got his arm broken? Is this when that happened? I, when the horseman broke his arm? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think so, but I... I... Somebody help us out here. Like, You're never drowning here. Fan, right? Do you know what he always says? Always? Uh, I forget. Context is king. Oh, yeah, okay. Where the hell is the context? I know, they just kept talking about what happened. It's like, okay, what happened? If I Because I just tuned into the show for the first time. I'm lost. God, this was... And I talk about this coming up, too, but... Uh, I, I said, I don't know what Bob's talking about, and from the sounds of it, neither does Dr. Death. <laughs> Uh, but he pretends. So let's go e over exactly what he says, by the way. This was, I wrote down every word of this promo from Dr. Death. Try to Man, keep you're up dedicated because I want I couldn't watch this again to save my life. And I didn't think yeah. to write it down the first time. So, yeah. It was, it was brutal. But here, here's a dramatic reading of Dr. Death Steve Williams' promo from Clash of the Champions 1. Here we go. I did have a great tour in Japan. I've been away for a while, and I hear of little things going on. It's like a war. You know, go on with your bad self, Dusty Rhodes. I don't blame you. Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA are good friends of mine. Let me tell you something. Dusty, whatever you did and how you did it was fine by me. The only thing today that, by the way, I'm not misspeaking. He like some of this. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, and another thing today, we have the big match, Ric Flair and Sting. My prediction right now is that I hope Sting wins, wins the match. Is that a prediction when you say, I hope it happens? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, <laughs> I didn't catch that. Maybe, maybe I'm being uh, an ass about it. And, I don't uh, know. Kind of, but you're also making logic. So, I mean, go on. <laughs> uh, but back to what he says here. But it doesn't matter because I'm putting my name on the dotted line for the challenger of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Look it. Electricity's in the air. Excitement's in the air, as you can see in Greensboro. Let me tell you, Dr. Death's back. And I'm going to be like a bullet. And there ain't a Superman in NWA that is going to stop me. I'm coming hard. I'm feeling good. And I'm as clean as I look. 
Okay. Uh, because I... Uh, sorry, just in 2022, when someone says, I'm clean, that usually means, like, they're dressed yeah. nice or whatever. Um, you know, this is me trying to be hit, by the way. Uh, or you're... Or you're not drunk or on drugs. In the 80s, though, when you say I'm clean, it usually means, hey, I'm not doing drugs anymore. Yeah, I'm not right. laughing at that. Not, I mean, right. I mean, it was, stop, good for him. I'm like, I'm lost. I don't think that's what he's referring to. Here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, because I've been, I've been in that weight room, pumping that iron, running, doing what it takes to be the champion. As you know, Bob, I am a true champion. And another one. One more thing. <laughs> Ric Flair... You've been walking, walking down uh, that gold, gold carpet. Well, now Dr. Death is back and he's knocking on the door. Let me tell you, everyone in the world is watching today and I'm putting my name on that dotted line. Bye bye. Take it easy. <laughs> what was that? Not even that sweet ass boy can get him out of this one, dude. Uh, <sighs> that was uh, that was something. I, I don't even know what to say about that. It's just. Oh, Dr. Death said it all, man. Here we go. Either way, <laughs> from that board, to this. Man. There's a reason you needed a, a, a tag partner or a manager your entire career. And please don't blast I, me for that, okay? Because if you watch this, you'll see what I mean. Do you remember that one show? And I've, it escapes me now because we've done a few of these you know, from around this time period where I want to say it was one of the 89 shows that we reviewed. Where it was him and like, he was on a team that was taking all the free birds. And the whole time while somebody's talking, he's pretending to fly behind them. And then he's like, oh, I'm I'm bird hunting. I'm hunting for them free birds. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, just just quit trying to talk, man. Just just stop. I've never seen God, such an inti- soul, man, but man, that's true. <laughs> yeah, right. I've never seen a more intimidating dude that sounded less intimidating other than maybe Mike Tyson. But <laughs> wow. I'll say this. Mike Tyson's voice doesn't sound intimidating, but the words coming out of his mouth are at least intimidating. This, um, no. <sighs> well, let's get to this match. It's the Midnight Express of beautiful Bobby Eaton and sweet Stan Lane defending the NWA United States Tag Team titles uh, with Jim Cornette in their corner against the Fantastics of Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers. It went 10 minutes, 15 seconds. My first note on this is what the hell's fantastic about them. But Okay. How dare you? Well, Bobby Fulton is from Chillicothe, Ohio, man. That instantly makes him fantastic. Where the hell is that? Uh, some Somewhere out in the boonies outside of Columbus. I, don't, <laughs> I will say this. There's really nothing special about Chillicothe, Ohio at all. But hot damn, is he proud of being from Chillicothe. <laughs> like, he talks about it a lot. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like oh, I've I, been to Chill- I know who you are. You're the Chillicothe fan. Yeah, it's like what I've about been you? to Chillicothe. Eh? I just like whatever. It just, it just reminds me of how the young bucks of Ranchu Cucamonga. Like I don't even think that's on the map, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, you got to zoom in way hot or way close. <laughs> like take a better uh, city close enough, dude. I'm just, Chillicothe's uh-oh. not even a city that you drive past on your way to a bigger city. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. No, we have a gas station and a 7-Eleven. Yeah, right. Hey, we finally got a pizza place in town, man. How about that? <laughs> but we get a jump start in this one. Uh, Bobby Fulton gets the hot tag in the end, but the referee, Randy Anderson, doesn't see it. Fulton ignores Anderson and chucks him over the top rope. 
because, you know, that's an appropriate response. Uh, Eaton then grabs Fulton and Cornette swings his tennis racket, but Fulton ducks and Eaton eats it. Fulton punches Cornette out of the ring, and then the Fantastics hit the rocket, or the rocket launcher on Eaton. A new referee gets in and counts to three, but Randy Anderson stops the referee from declaring the Fantastics as the winners, giving the DQ win to the Midnight Express. Uncle Dave uh, gave this... Oh, go ahead. Uh, literally, just within 24 hours of watching this, I just saw that exact same finish on an NWA show last night, how Matt Cardona kept his title against uh, uh, Nick Aldis. Same thing. <laughs> Wow, nice. <laughs> uh, but Uncle Dave gives this four and a quarter stars. I gave it three. I didn't think it was that freaking good. What say you? Well, I'm going off the bullets in this match. This is my first ever six-star match. Uh, but I gave it three. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wow. rocking the most awesome bullet ever <laughs> in this match. Jim Cornette's suit, man. I was oh, all yeah. for the, just the, a visual appeal of this match, man. I was hooked. Yeah, man, he was shining. He was styling a profile in. You had Randy Anderson had a mullet. You had Bobby yeah, had Stan a Lane. Mullet, dude. That was even more sweet. Damn straight. The only person who didn't have a mullet in this match was Tommy Rogers. <laughs> I was like, wait, where did well, I guess if you count Jim Cornette. I was like, come hey, on, man. Randy Anderson's kind of looked like um, the spokesman of Soul Glow and and Come to America. <laughs> if he was like a white guy, this is him right here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, how, how does a guy from the middle of Kentucky not have a mullet, by the way? That's what I want to know. Maybe they didn't want to be cliche or stereotypical. Gotta give him that. Oh, yeah. So he stands out by wearing that Kentucky Derby suit. I don't know. Just, I don't know why I'm defending it. I don't know. He literally <laughs> said, and I'm not saying that is like a joke. I mean, it is a joke, but he literally said he waits until the Kentucky Derby time of year and he goes and buys those suits because that's the only time of year they sell those bright ass freaking suits in uh, in stores. So he just stockpile on them. <laughs> I think he does at this point. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. The nap, uh, the uh, Midnight's attack the Fantastics after the match, and Cornette takes out the referee with his tennis racket. He blasted that mofo, man. He did, man. He ate it. <laughs> uh, the Midnight's draped Fulton over the top rope, and Cornette repeatedly whips his back with his leather belt. Finally, Tommy Rogers uh, rushes in with a chair to chase them off. And Cornette smacks a referee with his racket again. I'm like, damn, dude. Freaking Cornette was on it this night, man. He was like, Clash of the Champions, mother effer. Wow. This WrestleMania, we gotta win. He's a heat. Look, I can understand, uh, you know, draping the guy over the top rope to whip him, whatever. But can you explain to me why the go-to, like, position for that every time they did this thing was some dude's wheelbarrowing another dude from behind? <sighs> No, I can't. <laughs> it looks so. I mean, if you're into that, whatever. But I'm assuming it's not consensual. <laughs> like, damn, dude. Oh, Norris Smiley made some money off of it, so. <laughs> right. After the commercial break, we go to a pre-recorded video okay, from earlier in the stop, day. Stop. I right. totally forgot. Do you remember how I said that Doctor Death thing was like the most insufferable thing I've seen? Yes. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Cornette at least made this somewhat tolerable. No, uh, he popped me a couple times. Well, we it, we're in the empty arena, by the way, and we're with Ken Osmond, who plays Eddie Haskell on the new Leave It to Beaver, which I was today years old when I knew that was a thing. I had heard of uh, it, but I completely forgot about it. But I've never seen it. But I was yeah, aware I mean, it existed. I never that's, watched. That's the, all I can say. I never watched the original Leave It to Beaver, so I never watched this one. But 
either way, he calls up Jim Cornette for an interview. Osmond talks about how they're both or how they both love tennis and asks if he can come over to Cornette's mom's mansion to play some. Cornette <laughs> looks at his watch and says, well, she's got time to, to put away the ashtrays, but promise you'll stay away from the silverware. <laughs> that popped me. Come on. <laughs> I was Look, like, I was holy God. Time. I didn't say I was. I just, it was horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Ken gets offended before asking what uh, asking about the Midnight Express. Cornette gushes about them before they talk more about Jim's mom. I, this was cringy. And I was like, is this guy an actual actor? Because, God, like, this sucks. I laugh now. Now when I watch this right here, listen to Jim Cornette talk crap about WWE and AEW and how stupid stuff is. But you did this. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and he complained. And I remember he had a fit because uh, there was something where, you know, because he had to uh, get his face shoved in a cake and all this other stuff. But he refused to get a jack-o'-lantern put on his head because that was too far. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, because that's where you need to draw the line, Jim. God. But we go back to Bob Cottle standing by with Gary Hart and Al Perez. Gary Hart said that he's making a challenge to Dusty Rhodes for the U.S. title. Perez says that he saw Dusty take a baseball bat to someone. None of this gets explained, by the way. Crap just keeps getting dropped with no explanation. No, and at this point, I just realized they, they just go off the, the thought that you've already watched it. You've been watching this whole time. so Which is a stupid mentality. But whatever. <laughs> it's the, that's like the stuff where like you and I talked about uh, they would do stuff on Dynamite that happened on uh, Being the Elite and act like, well, you just yeah, get right. it. It's like, no, I don't watch your YouTube show, man. But anyway. Uh, there, by the way, I'm just going to say that. It's all mistake. F, yeah. And, and he's Hispanic. So that's, man, that's even better. Well, which means that that hair is naturally curly. <laughs> exactly. But Perez says that he saw Dusty take a baseball bat to someone, and that's what it will take to beat him. Hart says that Dusty better pray that they legalize the use of baseball bats if he wants any hope of beating Al Perez. Yeah, because uh, you know, if I if I need to beat Al Perez, I need a weapon. <laughs> uh, my note for this was, man, I forgot how good Gary Hart was. Oh yeah, he was great, man. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen a ton of his promos, but the ones I have were good. Uh, yeah, he used to. I mean, my first saw him as a mouthpiece for Great Muda for the obvious reasons. He was just so yeah. good. What gets me is like he talks normal like he doesn't have like a i shouldn't say normal but he doesn't have like a thick accent or anything like that but then when he says brother he says brother like he's kevin sullivan or something <laughs> that either part that of him is or, from boston yeah right it's, it's either that or it's like um like a uh, superstar billy graham always used to say uh, he, he would never say brother he'd always say brother <sighs> so maybe it's that whole thing i don't know we now go to francis crockett talking about the top 10 teams in the crockett uh, Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tournament. And I was just reminded, too, I give so much crap to AEW and not following the rankings. Well, they didn't necessarily birth that. <laughs> yeah, right. No, like, you and I talk about this. It's so stupid to have a ranking system anywhere. I, like, the only time they use it is when they actually put the top guy or gal in a match, and then they're like, well, they're number one ranked, or, you know, whatever. Or if they need a throw-together excuse for a match. Well, this one's number five, and this one's number six. So, are they going to switch spots now? Like, who cares? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we got to get the whole Crockett family on camera, Greg. So, you know, throw Francis out there. <laughs> Just saw the other one last night. Is it? Uh, it's not. Uh, who is it? David. David. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, he was yeah. doing the Crocky Cup last night. Spoiler, by the way, the Briscoes won it. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, nice. And it was damn good, too. I and they're they, still delivering. I mean, at least for that show, I should say. I hope they finally do find their way to, like, if they if they reopen Ring of Honor under Tony Khan, I really hope that they, you know, get to stick around. But we'll see. Or, you know, just go to AEW, one of the two. They're like Is the there, best team I, that's never like been them. on national TV. They're also Raider fans, so I love them even more. But I've also loved them. Random as hell. <laughs> uh, but this next one is Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors of Hawk and Animal taking on Ivan Koloff, the Barbarian, and the Warlord with Paul Jones in their corner. It is a barbed wire match where they wrap the barbed wire around the ropes. Uh, this one went about three and a half minutes, which is strange to say, but there you go. Animal barbed wire never even comes into play. Yeah, right. Uh, Animal wore a goalie mask during the match to protect his injured face. Again, no context. I don't know what's going on. Uh, the Road Warriors and the Warlord and Barbarian look like they're on the same team, by the way. Like, did you notice that? Uh, they all got, they all got not till now. Yeah, I didn't realize it till like I was watching a replay and I'm like, oh my gosh. They're all wearing face paint. They've all got stupid haircuts. They've all got plain black uh, tights with their name written down the side. In like a solid color. Yeah. Because it was lazy. This is 88, by the way. So they're on their way out to WWE. Yeah. How many times did that happen? Good Lord. These two were just like back and forth, back and forth. Barbarian headlines a pay-per-view with Ron Simmons, if I remember correctly. Random as hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that was random. Either way, uh, Koloff and Rhodes both get busted open. In the end, the Barbarian accidentally hit the Warlord with a diving headbutt. Missing animal. Animal then pins the Warlord for the win. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a whole star. <laughs> I gave it... I it's gave funny it because he literally gives up half a star or whatever, so when you say a whole star, you made a whole star. Right. Uh, I gave it two. I, it was fine for what it was, I guess, even though it was kind of a cluster. What say you? I gave it one as well. It was terrible. Uh, Paul Jones was like the most useless manager I don't know. I, I maybe I'm being a little harsh. I just I never cared. Oh, no, you're not. I never cared about him. He had five thousand Paul this Jones's is, armies. This is the eighties and early nineties. This is when managers still mattered. So no, you're not wrong. And he was around forever. Like if you go back and watch the old NWA like studio stuff, like uh I remember Cornette talked about that where he said, you know how he had that big ass mustache? Yeah. And there for a while he would dress like um like a drill sergeant or you know, something like he was a general prepared for war because he always had Paul Jones's army. He was like, yeah, his mustache kept getting shorter and shorter every week until finally somebody was like, all right, dude, uh, you know what you look like, right? <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, he went we from can't. like uh, Raleigh figures in the Oakland A's to Hitler in a matter of weeks. I like that. That's great. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they were, yeah, because they were like, did you just like shave it little by little, hoping nobody would notice? It's like, dude, yeah, come on. You know what it is. Like, you're literally dressed like a general. With a tiny ass little black mustache. Like, God. But after the match, the heels attack the baby faces, and the baby faces end up chasing the heels off to the back, and they celebrate. But now we got another commercial break, and we come back to Bob Cottle standing by with Nikita Kulov. You know, the fake uh, Russian. People can't talk in this company. Sorry. <laughs> I, dude, I think I texted you about this. I was like, you know, I get the point where people are like, you know, they shouldn't heavily script promos, which I get. There are quite a few cringy 
scripted promos, at least give bullet points. <laughs> There's got to be a happy medium. Because this sucked. There wasn't a good promo all damn night. Not one. <laughs> but especially when it, it, they didn't even, like, throw their heavy hitters out there. Like, Sting was never great, but he could – he was entertaining. Uh, they didn't throw Ric Flair out there or, you know, anybody competent whatsoever. Barry Windham, any of the horsemen. <laughs> But no, we get freaking Nikita Koloff. But Connell points out that Koloff has a new look with his hair. Cool. Yeah, it kind of looked weird because I've only known it was a, a, a cue ball the entire time. I didn't realize this. You and I had <laughs> watched a show. You had brought that up uh, on another show, actually, that uh, he had um, uh, he, he like grew his hair out. And you were like, whoa, he's got hair. I'm like, yeah, yeah just, he did for a little bit. <laughs> I just like always only known him as a cue ball, even when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, right. The little I remember of him. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that was his most prominent because uh, I mean, I think he was only I think he only had hair as a baby face. I could be wrong. He might have had hair as a heel for like a little bit. I don't know. Either way, uh, Nikita rambles on about how he's better than other Russians. And now he's telling young kids to get high on sports, not on drugs. Yeah, I still would avoid those words. <laughs> yeah, I just I I'm like what you're literally this... telling them to go get high, but just using a different form of it and i still don't know if you should say that well, <sighs> you know that's a, you know it's like people it's like we'll oh, get high on life don't you know don't 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 do drugs come on yeah but still it's like it's you sound bad. like uh you sound like a better larynx voice of uh, uh what's his name uh joe uh, laurenitis, John laurenitis. <laughs> <laughs> people power uh but anyway he lets, bad, it, Sorry. he lets it be known that he's coming for the world title in the future Cool, another one. Uh, however, he's focusing on the Crockett Cup with Dusty Rhodes right now. So him and Dusty are tag partners. Cool. Now we go to this. It's I, was say, I have no problem with a lot of guys saying they're coming for the world title because you know what? They should be. Oh, oh like, yeah. Okay, whatever. I, I get it. I just, I just like, the crap for that one. When you hear him, t- you know, if this was 2022, you know how many Russians would be screaming? They're like, he, he's appropriating our culture. Like he's not in 2022. I don't think in 2022 a lot of people want to be Russian. Yeah, yeah, there aren't there aren't many real Russians claiming it, let alone fake Russians. But this is Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard with JJ Dillon in their corner defending the NWA World Tag Team Titles against Lex Luger and Barry Windham in about nine and a half minutes. Anderson and Blanchard do their usual routine of making their opponents look like superheroes, bouncing all over the damn ring. This one ended when with interference by JJ Dillon backfiring. He held up a chair on the apron. And Lex Luger reversed a throw of Arn Anderson into the chair behind the referee's back, leading to Lex pinning Arn for the win. Uncle Dave, of course, completely blows off the humongous pop that Luger got. He gave it three and a half stars. I only gave it two and a half. I thought it was average. What say you? I gave it three. I had a lot of fun watching this. Did you realize that everybody in this match at some point was a horseman? Oh, my gosh. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, this was a good match. Don't get me wrong, but... This this honestly reminded me of Arn Anderson talking about when uh, him and Tully made the jump to WWF, and they have one of these kind of matches with just you know a random. I can't remember the team, but it wasn't anybody like special. And he comes uh, to the it's back, probably like the uh, uh, Paul Roma and Jim Powers, whatever their name was, the Young Stallions, people yeah. like that probably. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but it was one of them type of teams. And he gets to the back, and uh, Barry Darso pulls him aside. And he's like, what the hell was that? He's like, what are you talking about? I thought we had a good match. He's like, 
dude, you're about to go with us, you know, demolition for anybody that doesn't know. He's like, you're, you guys are about to work with us. He's like, don't do that crap out there. He's like, you go out there and you eat them alive. Okay. He's like, otherwise, like, what the hell are we going to do with you? Eat them alive. He, he's like, that's, he's like, that's not how we do things up here. Okay. This isn't the NWA. He's like, if you're a top team, you kill them. All right. Like there is no making them look good. And it's kind uh, of uh, selfish, but I get it. Uh, but I think the whole point, you know, like, cause there it was like, it was just kind of like a, not necessarily a jobber match, but it was like a, you know, I mean, WWE does that stuff all the time when they're building somebody up, they put them in a match to eat the other team alive or eat the other person alive and, you know, look like a killer. That's what they did with freaking Baron Corbin for like ever. So I should go back to doing that, please. Yeah, right. Can, if they can stop all this happy Corbin crap, that, that'd be really nice. He's unbeaten. <laughs> yeah. For anyway. A more days. <laughs> I hope. Uh, before the match, now, uh, before the main event, that is, we get introduced to the five judges for this one. We're introduced to NWA officials Gary Juster and Sandy Scott, penthouse model Patty Mullen, and actors Jason Hervey and Ken Osmond. Bischoff's former partner, uh, Jason Hervey, by the way, I think he's still a partner. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, now now that you mention it, that yeah, is goes wrecked. back. I didn't realize, man, he went back all the way, not just like <sighs> I know. Crazy. Like yeah, uh, I was thinking, like I think of that. I wrote this in my notes. He's literally been associated with WCW longer than Eric Bischoff. Yeah, right. Yeah, because really? I remember. I think Bischoff said that's how he met him because he said uh, he was just always hanging out at, at WCW shows. He just loved wrestling and he loved well, he that company. Biggest show in the world at that point. So he's like, probably just walk right in there he wanted. Oh yeah, he just <laughs> walks up and it's like, hey, uh, give me front row tickets. Yes, sir, Mister Hervey. You're not, you're not Fred Savage, but okay. Well, <laughs> you, you beat him up on TV, so we like you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you're close enough. But we're going to take our second to last break. When we come back, it is the main event. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. 
and my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. This is the main event. It is Ric Flair with J.J. Dillon in his corner, and Dillon's really earning his money tonight. Uh, he is defending the yeah, w- right? or, or, <laughs> he's defending the NWA World Heavyweight Title against Sting. This one went 45 minutes even. J.J. Dillon was suspended in a shark cage above the ring during this match. I forgot about that aspect of it, by the way. My for, my note on that, by the way, is man, that shark cage was lower than any other shark cage I've ever seen in wrestling. <laughs> right. Like, how many uh, views are being blocked in that damn thing? Like, I don't know why it's from my head went, but I'm like, I bet you a lot of fans are, I can't see a lot. I didn't even think about that aspect of it, but yeah. <laughs> Sting did a Superman routine in this one while Ric Flair had to keep outsmarting him and picking his spots. I thought that was a cool dynamic. Uh, Flair's right shoulder actually gets cut and bleeds at one point. Neither wrestler scores a decision before the time limit expired. The decision was left to the appointed judges, which we'll get to in a minute. But Uncle Dave called this a match of the year con- uh, candidate. It actually did win match of the year for 1988. I mean, it's it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it did win match of the year in the uh, Wrestling Observer. Uh, he gave it f- four and three quarters of a star. I'm, ass- crap, dude. <laughs> I'm assuming the fact that it didn't get five stars would be like he shaved off a quarter because it had a, a Broadway finish. I, I don't know. I gave it four and a half. Like, I didn't think it was quite five, but it was damn close. What's say you? I gave a solid five. This was perfect as perfect can be. It was really damn good. And if you want, a, if you want like, a match that goes almost an hour, it's, like, entertaining from start to finish. Like, I feel like in 45 minutes, they had a better match than uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12 did in 60 minutes. But maybe that's just me. I'm not saying that match sucked, either. It was a good match. It just, I feel like this one was a little better. But we go to commercial break. It's better right than before. most matches, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but we go to commercial break right after this match. And when we come back, we go to the judges' decisions. Gary Juster awarded the match to Sting. Patty Mullen declared it in favor of Flair. Sandy Scott. Why? The ma- <laughs> Sandy Scott. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Uh, Sandy Scott rolled the match a draw. And apparently the other two don't matter because the decision was announced after that. That uh, So the, I didn't miss a draw. I didn't miss something. I had somebody else like, did we only get three judges scores? Yeah. They were like, because of that, this match is a draw. And I'm like, okay. Um, it it kind of negates having judges for wrestling. If you're going to have one of them say it's a draw, should they all have an opinion and you pick an odd number? So somebody won. What right. did I miss there? Yeah. That, like I like in UFC, that's not allowed. A judge can't be like, eh, I think this one was even, you know, they, they both win. Like what? No. Like that's like you said, that's the entire point I of mean, having you, judges. You can still have a judge's draw if somebody lost the point. But yeah, I, I just that doesn't happen in wrestling, though. Was Flair deducted yeah, a point for that, you know, low blow or something? Or <sighs> yeah, I uh, 
I don't know. This is stupid. I was like, this, all right, whatever. But either way, uh, that is the end of the show. We are going to take our final break. When we come back, it's final ratings time. We're going to tell you what's coming up on the podcast moving forward. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Hey, 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 it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this 8 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it a 7.78 out of 10. I gave it 7.5 out of 10 for mm, C+. What say you? I gave it a B+. It was a pretty been, good show. Could have some better matches, but overall, I mean, factoring in going against WrestleMania, it was epic. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I will say this. It set the tone for what the event was supposed to be, not... Like the rest of the shows didn't exactly follow suit because there were quite a few crap ones. Not saying they all suck. There were a few really good ones too. But uh, man, I don't know. This was 
this was better than most Clash of the Champions. Uh, I'll just say that, at least in my opinion. But that is the end of the show, and we are just about to wrap up the month, uh, or month of March. You're about to head out to uh, WrestleMania. Oh, I fact, think I'm leaving um, the, when you upload this. <laughs> yeah, was, okay, yeah. So as of the, the posting of this on the 25th, you're leaving? Is that the 25th? I thought it was the 29th. I'm leaving on the 29th. Well, 29th, wait, okay. No, the 30th, 30th, 30th. Okay, so you're leaving as of the posting of our very next show, which will close out the month, which okay. is, ladies and gentlemen, WWE WrestleMania 24. That is closing out the month. I'm in the process of watching it back. It is a really good freaking show that... It doesn't get a lot of, a, like, uh, I don't know, like, people bring up one particular match. Uh, and I think everybody knows what it is. But yeah, all in all... The, JBL, right? Oh, well, of course. <laughs> but... The, I mean, the Finley, but once I was in it, sorry. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> the whole card was, like, pretty good. I mean, it wasn't a bad show at all. It was a really good show, I think. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd put it in top five or anything like that, but it was still really good. I, I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed it the first time I watched it, so it's a, it's a treat to watch it back. But next month, man, to cl- uh, let's, let's quickly go over some of this in April. On the 6th, our first show of the month, we're going back to 1997 yet again for WCW Spring Stampede. I'm going to watch back. It is so good. Yeah, I don't think I've, uh, I don't think we've reviewed a Spring Stampede so far on the podcast, so this will be a first for us. That's pretty cool. Uh, And then on April 13th, we continue our tour of TNA in 2007 for its 15-year anniversary as we cover Lockdown. Have you seen that one back yet? Yeah. Uh, I think I've watched most be, of April's backer already, actually. <laughs> should I be worried? No, no. No, okay, okay. I uh, usually like Lockdown. There's some, crap, there's some crappy stuff, but it's... You'll see. No, don't be worried, though. Okay, that's good. Uh, April 20th. I'm actually excited about this one. For 25 years, we're going back in the past. It is WWF In Your House 14, Revenge of the Taker. I'm... Excited for that one. I don't know what's on it. I haven't even looked at the card yet. So it's a post WrestleMania show. So let's just go with that. Yeah, and it's named after the Undertaker, so that's always good. Looking for this. Uh, it's '97, right? Revenge of the Taker. This is '97. It kind of pivots to an old feud that kind of I thought got forgotten at the time, but no, it was just on hold, which I kind of like. So it's cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, so. Yeah, that's uh, that's on April 20th. That is also double main event week. We're, we're bringing you one good show and one bad. Well, the show itself will be good. Uh, the show we're reviewing, not so much. Because for the bonus yes. show of April, it is WCW Nitro from April 10th, 2000. What is the significance of that show, you may ask? It's the reboot, bro. Reboot. It is where Eric Bischoff. That's and- uh, Max. Cardona's new move in the corner now, and he goes with the reboot. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, this one was where Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo decide to uh, team up and take over WCW together, and they strip everybody of the titles, you know, because that makes sense, and hold tournaments, bro. Oh, God. It's, um, I, I just, I know the first segment of the show. Past that, I haven't seen any oh, let me just tell you right now, you'll get a feel that, you know, Vince Russo's in complete control from the get-go. Bro, what if we did stupid crap, bro? Real quick, and watching this back and reviewing, me and my buddy were watching it, and we decided, God knows why, 
to follow up with um, Spring Stampede right after this. <laughs> like all that pay-per-view that took place after this? It takes place six days after this. And oh, God. Good Lord, it was worse than this. Oh, what a, that's a hell of a go-home show, man. <laughs> God dang, uh, that sucks. <laughs> but we're closing out the month, everybody, with another lockdown. Because, like I said, I love lockdown. It's always one of my favorites. But this one is TNA Lockdown from 2012. It is 10 years in the past. Looking forward to watching it. And that is on April 27th. Lockdown's always a special something to me. So uh, looking forward to watching that one back. I believe Bobby Roode is a top, you know, top guy at the time. So he is off the chain, man. Hell yes. But that is our April. About the headline NXT tonight. <laughs> Nuts. Well, did you see the picture of uh, when Dolph won the NXT title? He puts his arm around Dolph and points at him like Triple H. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's uh, great. great. Yep, I loved it. Ironically, Bobby Roode has one of those. <laughs> yeah, right. Freaking nuts. Hey, he's like, oh, I don't want to leave Dolph, you know, feeling left out. So, I'll, you know, I'll do it. <laughs> but anyway, that uh, that does it for the bonus show, man. I hope you enjoyed Double Main Event Week here. We brought you, uh, well, usually the bonus show is the one that's like, eh, this one ain't great. But the weekly one is the good one. We did it in reverse this time. Destination X wasn't exactly a barn burner. Uh, but Clash of the Champions was was pretty good. I I really enjoyed it. I know you did. And everybody go back. Uh, we did our first watch along to the last rights match from TNA. That is on our YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Go, go listen, please. Yeah, I hope you all watch and enjoy. I know laughing at it. It's not a ringing endorsement, but... <laughs> well, it's funny. There's a watch along, and you can actually see, like, there is video with it. So go back and watch the video along with the... Uh, you know, the commentary we got on there. I think you'll all enjoy it. I was proud of what we did, even though it's, you know, it's obviously laughable. Oh, God. But anyway, that does it for that. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and we'll see you all <laughs> next week, right here with... Shit, I forgot what we're covering next week. I just freaking said uh, it. That's oh, oh, yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. WrestleMania 24. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.